Introducing in the red corner, weighing approximately 220 pounds from the great state of North Carolina, the one, the only, D Frizzy Frizz. Can you dig it, dig it, sucker, sucker? And introducing, weighing in at 223 pounds, he is the five-time WCW champion, Steven Trudeau! Hey, real talk. This man is dressed like a professional wrestler, and he did not have any of that stuff on pre-show. He just snuck it in on me. So I was trying to get I was trying to get like the costume change without you see. I kind of want to get rid of the uh, the scene real quick, just for those that are watching. Uh, let me see if I can switch this up really quick, just so you can see the dedication with the uh, with the sleeves. So like I was going in. <laughs> you look like one of the Hardy Boys right now. You see, that was the plan. That was the plan. I still got a couple of other props for what we're gonna do for the rest of the day, but this was gonna be the first one. I said, give me a hell yeah. Hell yeah. I like Hell it, man. Yeah, yeah so hey, we still got to start off right, though. Hit him. Hit him with it. Happy fucking Monday. Woo! You know what's funny is like we've been talking about doing a wrestling based podcast episode for almost two months now. Yeah. And we're like, all right, it's going to be a slow week right before the Super Bowl. And, bro, the sports world was popping. <laughs> I'm saying, bro, with trades in the NBA, NFL firings, obviously the whole bunch of stuff going on and with the, with the big game. And then we're like, oh, let's fucking let's do some wrestling talk today. <laughs> this is way more fun anyways. I'm yeah, digging it. Uh, yeah, so we're going to do a lot of nostalgic for us at least WWF talk. We're thinking like probably early 2000s, late 90s sort of deal, late right? 90s, yep. Yeah, so like that's kind of when I jumped into into pro wrestling WWF and really got into it. But I was curious, like for you, like what got you into into all the wrestling stuff? Uh, oddly enough, my I know they say oh the old school wrestling or the old school basketball ain't the same. My grandfather used to watch uh, our you know rest of soul used to watch um, Sunday nights. So Sunday night heat back when that was like a, a big thing, and they actually had like main main card names on Sundays. Uh, we'd always go to my grandparents and like i think it was on at like six o'clock too so like it was early afternoon slash evening um and he used to watch it and i just remember being like what the hell is this i don't understand it and then like after watching it for like a year or so like they started releasing games that i could play back with like super nintendo um so like that was when i was like oh let me let me actually look into this so like that's how i got into it uh, i was a big fan obviously all the way up until like that 05 06 area mm-hmm. and then obviously other things changed when it came to like what i wanted to be uh i guess priority because i'm not six nine 300 pounds like some of these guys yeah bro i was looking at some of like these these heavyweight guys from back in the day absolute monsters i think for me getting to wrestling you know Growing up in Florida in middle school, uh, everyone just wanted to kind of scrap. Like, that was kind of like no one, like, Central Florida has nothing to do. It's like, hey, let's just beat the shit out of each other. <laughs> so we would just go back, right, backyard wrestling, especially if you someone had a trampoline, that's the ring, let's go. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I started fucking around with that. And then, you know, we started watching it, and boom, there it goes. We didn't even have, if you think, I think about it now, like, because that same thing, like, you know, I was, I think I was in the, like, I was in Florida at the time, uh, mid 90s and, 
in early 2000s. I was in Florida as well, West Coast, though, Bradenton style, throw it up. Um, and I'm pretty sure, like, me and my friend squad back then, we didn't have trampolines. We were broke, so, like, we couldn't afford that. So, like, we would just wrestle on, like, like ground. Oh, yeah. Right? But, like, like if somebody had a fence, guess what? There's your turnbuckle. <laughs> there's your ropes. If somebody had a ladder, <laughs> oh, guess what? Somebody's jumping off a ladder. And then I used to live near a school in one of my in one of the complexes I lived in, and they used to throw cardboard boxes in the recycling. Was always grabbing the science yep. projects boards because they were perfectly shaped like a table, yep. uh, or just old school, you know, cardboard boxes. And there's our TLC matches, bro. It was oh, fucking God. amazing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you you never lived as a kid if you didn't grab the cardboard boxes and like cut them into your own belts. Mm-hmm. You know, you, I mean, true. you're privileged if you have the actual. So your, if your parents go buy an actual belt. Cardboard box, baby. Cut it up. Defend it's that just, thing with your life. Do kids even do that nowadays? I feel like, like, just just people not outside, but like, I feel like I don't ever like drive around the playground and see like 10, 12 kids year olds like each other. Because other. <laughs> like, people are like, oh, it's bullying. It's like, nah, man, it builds character. Like, man up. <laughs> I don't want to get too much on a tangent, but like, I, I was just thinking about back in Florida, right? And mm-hmm. uh, you know how I actually learned how to play football? Not playing football. We played a game called Kill the Carrier. That was our shit back in the day. That'll teach you how to be a running back. You'll avoid tackles that way. I'll tell you that right now. So I don't want to, again, continue the the whole tangent thing, but you called it Kill the Carrier. We called it Kill the Man with the Football. If there was ever a time to question, at, you know, the <laughs> you know the chat as to, like, what they called, because it's the same thing. One person gets the ball. It's one Everyone. on 50. Just try, yeah. yeah, just try to fucking score. But, like, I, there's so many different names that people called that. I'm anxious and curious to like know like what other like not everybody calls it 21. Some people call it New York, right? So like it's all depending on like where you live and what you call it. So what like you're trying to think of like other other examples of things other ways to call it? Yeah, because like I'm like what other ways do people call kill the man with the ball? Like you call it kill the carrier. I'm saying like, there's, uh, there's a there's ways. a non PC way that I I remember it being called. <laughs> well, let's not get flagged. So let's yeah, not go down that We already curse enough, and we're using some um, people's music. Yeah. No, and we used to actually not even play the football. It was like we had like even like you just get a plastic bag. If you have the bag, you're getting fucked up. Like that was the deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Random tangent. Anyways, we're talking NFL. NFL today. Good God, we're talking WWF today. Uh, we want to talk about kind of like our favorite wrestlers back in the day. Uh, maybe favorite moments, tag team stuff. Uh, we have a Frizz's Five that is exclusively set to WWF, and I don't want to give too much away but it'll get you moving i'll just i'll just leave it at that right let's go so it'll be fun it'll be a fun show i'm glad you guys are all here today watching live and uh remember check out the podcast apple spotify frizz and the grizz so d where do you want to start us off today uh i know that you had said something off air when we were talking about um uh tag teams so i feel like i feel like tag teams might be a good one to at least start just because it's like at least from what i've seen it's not so much the third tier championship anymore it used to be it used to be you know wwf heavyweight championship or wwe whatever you want to call it and then it was the intercontinental and then it was tag team and european hardcore like you'd go down that tier i don't think like tag team championships are even like a thing now correct me if i'm wrong but like 
like you want you go over like or if you, let me talk let me hear what you talk about for um for your best tag teams or like i guess memorable tag teams so i was looking down the list of previous tag team champions and it's weird because you you describe tag team as kind of like a third tier belt. I was always a big fan. And I know we don't want to talk too much about the belts, but I was always a big intercontinental championship guy because like you got some of the less like the not the top tier talent, but like pretty good wrestlers, and it meant mm-hmm. something. European championship, get the hell out of here. That's some trash, <laughs> trash shit. Um, but no, but I was specifically looking in like the early two thousands where we were big into wrestling. The the three that stick out to me, right? The Hardy Boys, your guys. I was not Team Hardy Boys of the three. Really? It was Hardy Boys, you- Edge and Christian. They suck. Mm-hmm. Go to hell. Dudley Boys. I was a Dudley Boy fam. Those you guys. Not wrong with that. The, the tables, man. My mm-hmm. my boy Bubba Ray and Devon. The the catchphrase. What's the kid? You remember the catchphrase? What? Or Devon, get the tables. <laughs> that was my shit. I th- I think that's dope. Cause like you can always tell like the I mean you can't always but you can majority of the time tell the type of person someone is based off of like what they like and whatnot and like you were just talking about like kill the man with the football right and like the rough and tough style then you now you're talking about the Dudley boys with the tables and I'm talking about the Hardy boys because in the first thing I said was if I got a ladder I'm jumping what off was, of what it, was right? their hand symbol by the way was it the shocker yeah it's this yeah the, oh, no it was this one this oh. one I had to think about it no okay. it's, just the two it's not the up. shocker okay no not the shocker. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like that was me, right? When I was when I was a kid, like I love jumping off shit. Just and my daughter does that now, my youngest. Like she just climbs and just jumps. And it's like I loved that. So like no fear of heights. I can't get on a roller coaster now because I'm scared shitless. But like back then, you get me a 15 foot ladder, I'm jumping off that. And like I I you know, yeah. relate I related more towards the Hardy Boys because of it. I wanna I wanna take that thought. I have a thought I'm gonna save it for later about kind of like how wrestling has changed over time. Uh, but yeah, back in the day, man, like the Hardy Boys were that were those dudes, the high flying acrobatic. So they were like the high flying acrobatics. The Dully Boys are more of like a rough and tum- like you know rough guys, you know, a little bit chump, chuggy, chubby, overweight. Uh, and then Edge and Christian were just. I think they were probably the best wrestlers of the group. Yes. They were like the most talented. Uh, I was just looking back at like the the title reign from like 2000 onward, right? Um, and it goes ready for this one. It's it's crazy. It just goes back and forth between those guys. Uh, Dudley Boys, Edge and Christian, too cool, snuck in there, which was you remember Scotty Too Hotty? That was annoying. Yeah, I didn't really care for Too Cool, Rikishi, Scotty Too Hotty, and Grandmaster Sexy. Yes, you damn, you yeah, nailed um, that. You nailed that. Yeah, bro, I don't, I don't, I don't miss those guys. Uh, one of them passed away. So like, I didn't mean it like that, but damn, like, I don't miss harsh. watching them. But so yeah, outside of that, then it goes back to Edge and Christian, Hardy Boys, Edge and Christian, Hardy Boys, Edge and Christian, random, The Rock and Undertaker. What? Yep. That mm-hmm. that's unfair. Let's just say that. <laughs> <laughs> it suck. It's but like back here in the, this day of wrestling, like it was those three alternating titles, but you'd have like really good wrestlers mixing in that just steal mm-hmm. the titles. Like another one, uh Kane and Undertaker stole the title. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like back in the day, I know we treated the tag team championship as kind of a second or third tier, but a lot of really good wrestlers competed in that, like the top, top level and the guys who were tag team, like it meant something back in the day in that era, right? Like it was one of the premier titles. So factions were huge back in the day, right? There was the corporation. Obviously you got the Hardy Boys. Was it Farouk and Bradshaw? Farouk. Yeah. APA. Yep. 
Oh no, yeah, Farouk and Bradshaw um, were um, APA, the Accolades Protection Agency. Something yes, like that. wow, your memory is um, solid on no, this. It, well, it's only because like we're going through it, right? Like if we weren't in it, if you were like, "Yo, Darren, what was the APA?" I'd be like, "I have no idea," but it's because we're I'm slowly tapping into that, so it's it's easier to remember. Um, but like Edge and Christian were the 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 brood or something like that because it was Edge Christian and Gangrel. Oh yes, I yep, and they kind of pushed him out because Edge and Christian were a lot better easier to promote instead of like the fanged guy that's a solid so, one road yep, dog the, the new age outlaws road dog and, and jesse james so like and then there was those like one-offs right so like you said undertaker and and um and the rock but like the rock and saw connection remember yes, when the rock mankind. And, and mankind teamed up that yep. was absolutely amazing uh, i know that there were other teams too that were probably missing out on like old school like you, like test and prince albert they oh had a team my for God. a while yes yeah man it was it's it's dope but like so what, what they used to have is it was there was like a ranking system, which is why I was saying like it's tiered. When you first got in, you were either lightweight Holy or shit. you're going towards like the European title, right? How about this and one? Then, what oh, we forgot as far as like a like top tier tag team from that yeah. that era a little bit later, Chris Benoit and Chris Jericho. You didn't like them? They were good though. Those were two but really they, good wrestlers. They were, but I don't know if they would be considered like a dope tag team. They were. They were both one up. They were they essentially were, yeah. what what the Rock and um Undertaker did. They had their own. Right. And they, they just were came both, together. Yeah, going for the heavy. Exactly. And I they feel just put you. Them together for one thing, but we didn't. <laughs> we don't talk about. CD. Yeah. Yeah. We really don't R. because R. of what happened. Hey. Oh, I mean, yeah, I for, I yeah, actually remember the details. Yeah, now. that one, that one's kind of mixed reviews. All right, let's just real quick on the Chris Benoit thing, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I was looking into uh, wrestlers today, and man, they low key have it just as bad as football players as far as Worse. CTE goes. Worse. Um, so I know, like the Chris Benoit thing, like it's tragic and like what he did was horrific, but man, that sport, like no joke, it's no joke to the, these people who compete in it. So, like, my respect to to the athletes that do that. For sure. And this is the same way that we talk about safety for like head trauma in the NFL. It's like double slash triple because these dudes were doing road shows. So like they were on the road Monday night. Then they were recording Tuesday for Thursday. And then they were wrestling like internationally on Wednesday. And then like they're at the Civic Center for Thursday. And then they're at the main place for the SmackDown event. And then Friday is like their off day. It was a lot. Right. So in like these guys were every night wrestlers they they weren't just like how it is now where like a brock lesnar's part-time like he more just shows up just to talk he doesn't really wrestle so like those dudes are putting their bodies through it so it's tough to hear about but like that yeah. the whole chris benoit situation is definitely a, a but tough one to back to the about. tag teams like i'm looking at the the list of champions now and after 2002 kind of like stops the run of from 2000 to 2002 was like the run of like you said, not one-off tag teams, but just duos dominating for two years of being super entertaining between a couple different uh, cast of characters. After that, it's like a bunch of one-off people uh, that just you know just goes downhill. One other one that's just unfair, by the way, um, the unholy I don't know Alliance uh, Undertaker and Kane. Just come on, that's what oh, are you brothers doing? Brothers of Destruction. Was the, I'm sorry. That, that was the, yeah, you said the unholy Alliance. Well, that's another one, alliance. right? I was like, you talk about Triple H. Yeah, they were called the Brothers of Destruction. Yeah, that that one's not fair. So, mm -hmm. Hardy Boys, huh? Yeah, that's that's definitely my top team. If uh, if I was gonna say there was one that I would either relate towards or just loved watching, excite pure excitement wise, is, is definitely the Hardy Boys. Do you consider DX uh, a faction? 
like a tag team. They they were a group. They weren't quite like a tag team duo, but they were they were a squad that always fought together in tag team matches. Outside of uh, Road Dog and Billy Gunn, no, they didn't really team up. X Pac had his own thing with uh with your with the European title, and then he teamed up with Kane to get tag team championships. Yes, yes I um, saw that. But Triple H and Shawn Michaels, they they were always part of like getting the WWF heavyweight, but never like it's tag teams. Kane. They probably won it once or twice, but like nothing crazy. Bro, low key, Kane has so many tag team championship titles. Um, and it's just with random people. I'm just I was going on a list. Did you know we get a tag team alliance with? Do you remember this guy, the Hurricane? <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, that's six, I believe. Uh, WCW, he was Ki- Billy Kidman, um, um, and then he ch- yeah, then he changed into Six Kid. He came into the WWF, and then he went back to WCW, and then he came back as the Hurricane. Um, something Helms, I want to say is his name, but yeah, he was he was with them because. The, Stand back. back. There's, There's a hurricane, a hurricane coming. Bruh, I, of all the wrestlers, like he might be low key. My least favorite because he was just so corny. His character was so corny, bro. I couldn't stand it. Yeah, but he was. I thought it was hilarious. A lot of the stuff that he said was definitely hilarious. Hey, that's a big throwback. And see, so that's the tough part is when you go down the road with like a WWF after McMahon bought WCW, they all became WWE yeah. slash WWF wrestlers. So it's like not wrong with NWO, but like I wouldn't have even brought them up because like then you got you know Booker T and and um. <laughs> And uh, oh, his brother is something Harvey. Uh, maybe it's Steve. No, it's Steve not. Harvey. <laughs> yeah, no. that'd be hilarious. But like, it's the Harlem Heat. I just can't remember his brother's name. So please help me out if you guys can. But like Booker T and his brother, like they were dope on at WCW. But I, I just didn't follow it because I was a big WWF guy. Yeah. Now imagine me as a kid watching WWF, right? And I had no conception of WCW. Like I was, I was a loyalist to WWF. I didn't even know WCW existed. Mm-hmm. And that moment when I think it was Diamond Dallas Page was the first one to cross over, and and some SmackDown, he just like popped up and beat the shit out of I think like The Rock or something. And I was like, Yo, who the fuck is this guy? And he just like out of nowhere, I just gave yeah. him the diamond, the diamond cutter. I'm like, Yo, what is going on? And the whole storyline of WCW versus WWF that was pretty dope. Well, when they did the essentially the uh, stevie ray thank you um when they did the crossover of you know mcmahon had bought from eric bischoff the wcw you know owner or commissioner whatever you want to call it like they knew that dx was going to do the the crossover and like dx was fucking with everybody from wcw which was absolutely hilarious and then that whole thing with like ecw and wcw took out wrestlers from the wwf because like they combined that was when it was crazy. I also remember it's weird because everybody always has these things like you remember when something happened, right? Like, you know, you remember where you were when 9-11 happened. Unfortunately, you remember where you were when like, you know, COVID happened or like for me, Kobe Bryant passed away. I will always remember where I was when Chris Jericho came to Raw because like it was huge. It was like the countdown to 2000. He had the Y2J, Y2J bro. Countdown. Yeah, and like that was his thing. And I was at my grandmother's house, and he came out on Raw, and I was he interrupted the Rock, and I was like, "What the hell is this?" <laughs> like that was huge because everybody thought that he was gonna be something big, and he turned out to be. Thankfully, was he? Come um... on, you yep. know I got you. That one slaps. I'm not going to lie. That one is kind of dope. Yeah, I didn't put that on my outside looking in. That would have been a bad omission. He was good. He was WCW before WWF? 
Yeah, he was. He, a lot of these guys were all ECW. Like Stone Cold was ECW, and then they. I think oh. Stone Cold had a short stint in WCW, and then he went to WWF. But you're saying he was he was WCW before that merger, and he yes. crossed over afterwards. Yep. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, he was he was a solid wrestler. His his finisher, I, I always would do like his finisher in the playground, the walls of Jericho. You remember that shit? Yep. Yep. Hey, that's sh- so I- <laughs> that shit's legit, man. You just like grab the legs, somebody. tuck them, and just sit down on them. That's a legit. You put your knee in their back, like after you hook their legs, and like I always used to be like, no, no, let me get you the, the walls of Jericho instead of the Boston Crab because the Boston <laughs> Crab, you'd you know, you'd sit on the back. I know, I saw that. Bro. I wasn't gonna say it. Bro, no, I said bro, you remember where bro, you were. I wasn't bro. comparing the two for the but podcast like- audience because there are people who listen who just <laughs> listen to this audio and don't watch the watch it. And by the way, if you're listening to the just the audio, definitely watch it live because this shit's hilarious. But someone Absolutely. in the chat just called Darian out for saying, did we just compare 9-11 to the walls of Jericho? And the answer is yes. <laughs> yes, we did. Well, I'm not going to retract my statement. Uh, what I what I am going to say is there, the difference between the Boston Crab and the walls of Jericho was just the knee. Because, mm. like, especially when, like, um, was it WWF WrestleMania 2000 on N64 came out? Like, you would show it, and, like, they would, you could hear it, like, hurting somebody's back. Like, oh, so like I just make sure that I do that anytime someone get it. <laughs> uh, speaking of like weak ass or like just finishing moves with uh, submissions, a couple stick to mind, and the two I'm going to say are like kind of lame ass submission moves. Uh, the aforementioned Chris Benoit. You don't like the crypto crossface? If you did it in real life, is that really going to do anything? It's just he like your knuckles on someone's up. face. Like, come on. I guess, yeah, maybe. It was dope looking for TV though. Purposes. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe it was more just the the, the aesthetics behind it. Just, it just like digging like, it like this, somebody. like your fate hands in someone's head. Like what? What are you doing? Well, no, think you you would have your arm this way because you'd have your arm through his legs, and mm. then you'd pull your head. No, nah, but that hurts. Okay, that okay. shit hurts. All right, so that that that's a good one. How about? Thank you, thank you, Black Medic. I was I gonna did. say that was my second one. one. I will. That was my second one. No, that was my second one. Worst submission. Because like. I remember I remember when like obviously you're a kid and like you see the ankle lock and you're like oh my god you can't get out of it and then the first Bro, person just turned around it, he just rolled over and I was like well then why doesn't everybody do that what the hell so like once he did that and like somebody reversed I was like this submission sucks what how's anybody tapping out to that and then you go down the road of knowing everything's scripted Wait, you, do it with me, ready? Darren, do it with me, ready? You know what to do. Oh, I got you. You suck. You suck. You suck. suck. You suck. suck. <laughs> hey. You suck. Yes, that was Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle, though, honestly, like, I hated him as a wrestler, but he was a fantastic heel. Like, as... Yes. Like, not... Perfect he wasn't, for the Attitude Era. Yes, he wasn't a bad guy. He was just, like... Business like uh, up the owner's ass, like you know, goody two shoe. He, he was the like his character was perfect. I loved it. They they played it right, and then they they crossed him over from heel to face, perfect because it had just been everybody loved Stone Cold. Everybody loved him, even when they were trying to make it so that people would hate him. They fucking loved him, right? Like they loved love the push of Stone Cold, and because <sighs> people hated what, because people hated <sighs> Angle. <laughs> they made sure. Go ahead. To push him correctly. 
<laughs> I was gonna get you that time. <laughs> no, you're good. What they uh, what they did was like the whole crossover. Remember when Stone Cold had that beer uh, truck? Oh, and got the bro. whole corporation. This hose well, they, the shit out of them. They did yes. that with Kurt Angle, and they had him with milk, the milk, milk, truck. milk. Yeah, bro, this shit was fucking lit. I love that. And I was just like, all right, I guess he's kind of alright. And the Angle Slam is a dope ass finisher. That was a dope that. finisher. Because he's, I mean, he he won a gold medal with a broken freaking neck. So why not, you know, give him kudos to having an, an actual like, and nobody does it. That's that's how you know it's a good finisher that nobody else does it. Like I loved, I loved, and we could go down that road another time, like later on the show. We'll but like finisher. nobody else does the angle slam. You know why? I know why? Because there's a better move than that. And I'm forgetting the name. The F5. The F5 is the the angle slam on steroids. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. We'll we'll come back. We'll come back. We'll come back to finishers. We'll come back to finishers. The F5, man. Oh, my God. All right. Mm -hmm. But where were we? Oh, one of my favorite Kurt Angle moments. I love the rivalry between Kurt Angle and Stone Cold. Because Stone Cold was just the the perfect antagonist to him. Pissing him Mm -hmm. off. Just... Um, but do you remember the moment like they had this whole wrestling match about shaving shaving of the head and they shaved his head like live on TV? Yes. Yep. That was amazing. Yep, I do remember that. The WWF used to get away with so much shit. You want to talk about crossing the line or like pushing boundaries? There's no way that they could air the stuff that they had for the Attitude Era now. Like there'd no. be so many people like the FCC or whatever it is that gets you in trouble on air, like they would literally get shut down. I loved it because I grew up in that shit. That molded me. But like, there's no way Trish Stratus or like who is your uh, girl? What's her name? Right, Sable we're here. We're here. Which we're here. Prince on her. Who is your girl, man? Like when you you were a teenager, boy, teenage boy. Who is your girl in wrestling growing up? It's it's a toss up between man. I say it's a toss up between three, and then like I really don't know how to pick between the three. It was either Trish Stratus, everyone's favorite. Lead, yeah, Lita, just because she's a badass, and then something about Stacy Keebler, bro. Like I love Stacy Keebler, bro. I just don't know. I couldn't choose between them. Obviously, like you're fucking twelve years old back then, but like those three were probably top three for me. Great choice. I don't know who to Stacey pick Keebler. between them, but back then, but I think she married George sure. Clooney for a time. No joke. George Clooney, Stacy Keebler. I believe Batman. they had a relationship. Batman. <laughs> Batman. Old school Batman. <laughs> I'm Batman. Yeah, that's how you know she was she was doing well because she could mm-hmm. you know bag. Girl Russell worth a damn, but yeah. I mean she was tall. We'll say that she was tall. You know what it was, D? Now I remember what it was. They got you that entrance of the ring. How she entered the ring. Do you remember that? That's probably it. yes. Yeah, she went yes. off of the middle rope and then the, did the whole yes. bend over all the way. We all know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we all know. And her song was "She Got Legs." Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing is, is, is King said that all the time. Look at those legs. So, like, even if you didn't know what he was saying, it made you think about it, right? Like, I'm eight years old. Like, oh, what is that? So, like, medic knows. Medic knows. Like those three, it's, mm. it's weird. It's a hard. It's a hard choice, man. It's a hard choice. I, I want to talk. I think this is a good way to segue and talk about like today wrestling versus, uh, you know, our era because I think there's some. Serious differences, but before that, I need to crack a beer. So, Stone Cold, get me going, buddy. I said, give me a hell yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. All right. Yeah. So, like, just looking, I, I haven't watched wrestling as of lately. I actually picked up, uh, I think, uh, 2K22 or 23. It was free on PlayStation Network. So, I was yep. playing some of the wrestling games and it got me to, like, you know, at least get familiar with some of the roster and see how the roster is constructed now. My biggest takeaway, Lots of really like talented female wrestlers. Like back in the day, 
they were there were some talented ones. I mean, one that comes to mind is just jacked out of her mind, China. Um, yeah. But like they were for the most part kind of there for the looks. The ladies now they they're legit, they're man. Athletic. They're athlete yeah. athletes, and then in general, you talked about the Hardy Boys being kind of trendsetters as athletic wrestler. I remember back in the day, all these dudes steroided out like crazy, just huge, mm-hmm. big, giant men. More athletes today. Like, it's very athletic uh, wrestling nowadays. So you were going the route. I, I'm, it sucks that you kind of stole my thunder because oh, I thought you were going to stick with just a female. But no, it's, it's fine. That was going to be my biggest takeaway from the limited that I have watched. You still have your Roman Reigns, you know, your Samoan big body, you know, tribal chief type thing. Like, you still have that in wrestling. But then you also have the smaller guys like your Daniel Bryans, right? Who's like my size and they're winning the heavyweight championship because there's really no, there's not a lot of bigger brute guys. It is the more athletic, um, what's his name? Something P or styles, AJ styles. Like there's a lot of people that are flying off the top rope or like they're actually wrestling as opposed to like just pure strength. Right. You know, the choke slam, the sl- you got Brock Lesnar still, but like he's not an every nighter, right? So, like, they got a whole bunch of guys that are, like you said, much more athletic instead of brute strength. I will say, though, like, still to this day, I don't like, I'm sure there are wrestlers that do some crazy shit nowadays athletically. I don't think I've ever seen a, a more dangerous, crazy wrestling finisher like the Swanton Bomb. Really? Wasn't it like a reverse, like a reverse backflip to land on somebody? No, no, there was somebody what am I that of? did that, but the Swanton bomb was just was that like just a front this flip. the pump, just a front flip? No, it was front flip. You okay, would, you I'm thinking flip, of but like you would, you would hit his chest. Okay, I'm thinking also the, the five star frog splash, the the Guerrero no, there, brothers. There were people that did that. There's a guy that did one of those like uh, I can't remember his name, but he did like the front flip frog splash. And he did it to Randy Orton, and Randy Orton caught him with the, the out of nowhere. It was dope. If you haven't seen it, you got to go watch Ooh. it. So I'm just thinking, like, so my wrestling watching days, and I'm not an avid wrestler watcher anymore. Mm-hmm. The most athletic wrestler I can remember, and this might have been the starting of like the chair turning point. Uh, I forget his name. Who was the guy Born. with the mask that blew the Ray mist? Mysterio Jr. Ray Mysterio with mm-hmm. the mist. Yeah, so Evan Bourne, I know. Thank you, Hip Hop. I appreciate you. Uh, Evan Bourne was the guy that that he did like a front flip off the top rope, and like Randy Orton was laying down, and as soon as he started to jump, Randy Orton got up and hit him with the the RKO. It was fucking fresh, man. I was like, that is that takes some timing right there because you you mess that one up, it looks very bad. <laughs> mm. How was yeah? This, oh, good. You know, I was gonna say, how was the mist even legal? You just blew shit in someone's face well, and blinded them. I don't think he did that anymore. Once he got to the WWE, he didn't do. No, he WWE, did that. He, he did, did that he did in WCW, but I don't remember him doing it. In, he did. Really? I remember like, watching he, him he do still it. Did that? Yeah. Because like that's how he would set up the six one nine, um, and then he stopped. He also unfortunately killed somebody doing the six one nine. Did <laughs> he really? Like, yeah. He he like hit them with a the drop kick till they're going on, on the rope. Yeah. He swung around and like you know that little kick that he does to the face. Yeah. He, like, broke somebody's neck doing that. Bro, this is a sad ass problem. Ben Wilhelm killing people with the six one nine. This is not the it's terrible, not the terrible. direction yes, I thought. Wrestling is dangerous, and like I, I'll always be a part of that. Like, it's not fake, but it's scripted. You can't tell me jumping off or falling off a twenty foot ladder and softly landing is fake. Not a chance. Shane mm. McMahon is fa- is jumping off of the Titan Tron, or mankind is getting choke slammed off of a hell in a cell, Bro. and it's fake. It ain't fake. 
it's just scripted, right? Yeah. And there's a lot of shit that can go wrong in wrestling. No, it's it's definitely a dangerous sport. It, it probably hurts a hell of a lot to do that. And that's, you know, we were talking earlier about how back when we were growing up, and I don't know if we said this on the record or we were talking before the show, how we used to have the same roster on Mondays, Thursdays, and then sometimes Sunday when it was the pay-per-view time a month, right? And yep. nowadays you have a split roster. I don't know when that started, like 2006, six seven. you, you want to say? Yes, yeah, mid-2000s because it's right around the time that I stopped watching. Yes, yeah, so like you have guys only wrestle on, on Monday, and now they have split titles. I, I, I mean, I didn't realize that. They have a tag team for Raw, a tag team for yep. SmackDown. But, you know, like it makes sense. You know, as fans of sports, we're starting to realize that there are people behind the athletes and – you know, they have a future. So like football, like we try to put safety precautions to protect them after football. We're talking about how dangerous wrestling is, man. I, I can't imagine the people's bodies like back in the day, like a stone cold, how they feel today. Shit. Yeah. Like that's, that's the tough part. And like, again, when you're a kid, you're just like, oh, okay, I want to watch them Monday through Friday. I want to watch them on Sunday. And then like the older you get, you're like, damn, like you just said, like those, those boys put themselves through hell. Like, and not only that, like they come back to work the next day, like and just have like tape on their forehead because they, you know, were busted open. But like, like these motherfuckers, like th- th- if you think back to the WrestleMania match between Edge Christian, the, probably one of my favorite matches of all time, Edge Christian, um, the Dudley Boys and the Hardy Boys. Oh, the, it was, it yes, was, the TLC it was a was ladder a TLC match. No, ladder. no, it was a ladder match okay. that turned into a TLC match, and then that's when it got labeled that. Because they were like, what the fuck? Like, these guys like tables. These guys like ladders. These guys like chairs. Let's make a match out of it. But the original match was just a ladder match. And then it turned into that. And, like, those, like, Edge speared Jeff Hardy off of holding on to the belts. And then he just got up, like, five minutes later, and they just kept wrestling. It's like, like, I'm down for the fucking count. And like I've I've watched so many of those like Facebook like um like wormholes like you watch one video and then you just keep scrolling up and then it just keeps showing more and more videos yeah of like so much stuff that like get like happens during a match to check on people to be like yo you good you're not good all right cool like somebody get some help over here but like the camera never shows it so like yeah. you don't know that obviously but like those dudes used to go through hell and then they just get back up the next day and be like all right we got a match tomorrow night you know. Across the country, I know WrestleMania was an was in Anaheim, but Raw's in Boston, so let's we gotta fly out tonight and go do our thing. That first matchup between those three factions, like imagine how dope it must have been backstage after the match. Like they're just like, we put on a hell of a show tonight, boys. Like let's, let's party. Like have a beer. Boom. Like great job. That was, mm-hmm. Um, did you want to add to that? Sorry. No, that that was it. No, you're good. Uh, you know, so we're talking about how like wrestlers now, like they kind of slimmed them down and you have like a lot more smaller athletic wrestlers. I wanted, cause I did like a, I got down a rabbit hole. We talked about rabbit holes and I was looking through like every retired WWF wrestler. Cause I was curious, like other guys I missed and I ended up just trying to find the biggest wrestlers of all time. I want to give you my list and just like their size. Cause as a kid, when you're watching you're like, Oh yeah, like they all look big, right? The small guy on the, on the mat's like five foot four. It's almost, it's almost yep. yeah, it's almost when you're watching like NBA, everyone looks normal size and they're actually giants. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, Kane. Do you know how tall Kane is? Six nine. He's seven feet tall, 325 pounds. <laughs> Sometimes those might, I mean, I'm with you. He's probably, he probably is. You seven think they feet fudge tall. it? 
Yeah, like I know that they do that for football. They do that for I mean, we did it. I was 5'10, 200 pounds at Dartmouth. Like, and that's like listed. So like eh, it was I really no. So I is he probably close to seven feet? Yeah. Like I wouldn't be surprised. Same thing with Big Show and Undertaker. Well, I got them on the list as well. Actually, yeah, those are my next two. Undertaker is listed at 6'10, 309. Jesus Christ. Big Show was listed as seven feet. 383 pounds. Um, and he's still wrestling. Yeah. Kevin Nash, 6'10", 328 pounds. That's not even a good wrestler. I mean, he was solid. He wasn't like the, he's the decent top. In WCW. He wasn't He wasn't really a good one. And uh, he was Diesel in WWF, and then he went to WCW. I just wanted to take a little segue into Mark Henry because I got down to <laughs> Mark. Mark Henry is... Sexual a, chocolate? Sexual <laughs> chocolate. By the way, the great nickname. Um, what's better? I'm going to put that as a poll question after the show. And uh, if you're watching, check us out on Twitter and vote on the poll question. Uh, it's at Frizz and Grizz. Better nickname, Sexual Chocolate or World's Strongest Man? I'm going with Sexual Chocolate just because the innuendo behind it. But uh, like being considered the world's strongest man is absolutely ridiculous. Yo, and so this is what I, I got down the rabbit hole of how strong this man actually is. All right. First, a couple, couple like different levels of his life. In fourth grade... Right, so how old's a fourth grader? Like eleven, twelve. Yeah. He was five five, two hundred twenty five pounds. <laughs> Jesus, how is that even possible? That's neglect. Like that's not even a real thing. You can't. Bro, be he, that no, big he was just strong. I guess, but you shouldn't be that big in fourth All grade. Right. And now you are someone who lifted. I would say semi competitively, competitively for football. You had to get your 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 strength up. As a Texas high schooler, right. His senior year, he set a bunch of records for the state. He squatted 832 pounds as a senior in high school, benched 525 pounds, and deadlifted 815 pounds. He's almost in the 1,000-pound club for one, one lift. Oh, it gets like, even better. His, his PR all-time, his, his highest squat is 960 pounds. <laughs> that is insane. Bro. That is that's a that's a fucking car. That's a Toyota Prius that he just picked up like it was absolutely nothing and just moved it. Oh, you're in my parking spot. <laughs> it just I didn't move this out of the way. It's just a shame he wasn't more charismatic Definitely. or athletic to be, become like a top tier wrestler because he's that dude's a legit athlete. Legit, they, Mark Henry. They pushed. Yeah, he, well, he's an athlete, but he wasn't athletic in the ring because like yeah. you got to do a lot of movement for that. And they pushed him a little to try to be a heavyweight champion. I don't believe he ever got to it, but they did try to push. And it was just, again, you, you couldn't put, it was this charismatic thing. Yeah. And then they, they went the whole like uh, Moolah thing. Do you remember that? The fabulous Moolah? No. Um, yeah. Like where he, like he had a baby with like a 90 year old. Oh, was, the yeah. fuck? That's such it a weird storyline. Yeah. And she gave birth to a hand on live television. <laughs> It was fucking nasty, bro. I'll never forget that shit. It was absolutely disgusting. Like, they showed it on TV. Her at the hospital delivering, like, having, like, birth. And then, like, when it came out, it was just, like, a nasty, all <laughs> moist and gluey hand. And it was just disgusting. Oh. I'd probably throw up right now if I watched it. Like, bro, I wish I was in the writer room for that. Yeah, what'd you say? I wish I was in the writer's room for that conversation. All right, so he's going to impregnate this nine-year-old woman. You mean the world's strongest man? No, sexual chocolate. Okay, that's weird, but okay, then what? Where are we going with this? Okay, hear me out. Just hear me out on this one. Hand. What do you mean, hand? 
she's going to give birth to a hand attached to a baby? No. No, just the hand. Just the hand. Hard. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Bruh. Uh, so yeah, Mark Henry. Uh, last mm-hmm. two on the list. Uh, the, the biggest guys I could find is the great Khalid. This is, that was before my day. Mm-hmm. Seven one three hundred forty seven pounds, and then obviously those are it was after your day. Oh, is the great Kali? Yeah, the great Kali wrestled late two thousands. He was in the longest yard. Did they re, did they uh, revive him? Because the picture I saw of him was like old, like older. Maybe mm-hmm. I'll, 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 I'll remember, get back. I remember to his stint like late two thousands, early twenty tens area, and then he uh, then he was in the movie The Longest Yard because of it. I'll look that up um, and double check. Uh, and then mm-hmm. finally, the goat of size, obviously Andre, Andre the Giant, yeah. seven foot four, five hundred pounds. There's a weird drinking stat that they, yes. that came out. You know what I'm talking about? I don't remember what it was, but like he could down like a hundred beers in one sitting, like it was nothing. Are you looking? I'm it looking. Up? I'm looking it up. I think it's something about drinking on the plane. All right, here it is. Here's the. Uh, <laughs> I just Tokyo, I googled I googled Andre the Giant drinking. It says Andre once consumed. 119 12 ounce beers in six hours. 119. That's two and a half, three and a half, 30 racks in six hours. It's a lot of beer. It's a lot of. That's a big man though. So like, you can't even be like, yeah, like, can he do it? It's like he's seven four, three hundred something pounds. Yes. I got a funny story I heard about Andre the Giant once. So like, he was notorious for drinking. Like, he just loved to drink, and obviously it took a lot. It took a lot to get him drunk. But there was one night. They were on the road. He's at a hotel drinking at the lobby. Absolutely shit faced. I don't he must have been just drinking, you know, handles of, of hard liquor. And uh he's trying to get back to his hotel room. He sits down on the couch, passes out drunk, right? And they're like, All right, well, we gotta move him. Let's get back to his room. <laughs> Bro, they had the whole hotel staff trying to move this man. They couldn't get him they couldn't get it to budge. They just left him in the middle of the lobby all night, just threw a, t- threw a blanket on him, let him be. Like, imagine getting that call from, like, your manager. Hey, um, hey, Darian, I'm, I'm going to need your help real quick. Yeah, what's going on, sir? We got um Andre the Giant. He just needs help to his room. Oh, okay, yeah. What is, what is he, downstairs? Yeah, but we got to um pick him up. <laughs> I'd be like, <laughs> what? <laughs> I'd be like, who got to pick him up? Me? <laughs> like, fuck that. <laughs> Nah, I guess you're right. I I don't know why the picture of the great Kali looks so old, but yeah, he, he came in 2007. So you're you're correct. Good good okay. shout. And someone, I think it was uh, hip hop in the chat, double double down <laughs> out the longest yard. Well, that was a good. That was definitely a good line. He had some good one liners in that movie. Um, before we get into some other stuff, because I want we want to talk finishers. We want to talk get your first five. I just wanted to, because we're going off just random athletes, I wanted to throw up some random wrestlers I found during my searches uh, through the inter- interwebs yeah. and tell me if they ring a bell. And these just put smiles on my face. You, the, one of them we already mentioned earlier, Sky Too Hotty, mm-hmm. with the worm. Yep, it, what, did he that. have frosted tips and a, a hat with his with his hair coming out? Yeah, it was a, um, not just a hat. Oh, yeah, that's what it was. a visor. Yeah, it was a the visor. visor. Uh, Rhino. Yep. Gore. The gore. That was, that, was a, that was a pretty solid move. It was essentially the spear, but like he just ran full speed. And usually spears, like when they impact, they stop and slam. He just ran through you. <laughs> it was like an actual tackle. The, like that. Fun thing is the rhino actually is the one that got me down the rabbit hole of the biggest wrestlers. Because I looked at a picture of him like that guy is massive. And I'm like, how big is he? He was 5'10", five, five, 295 pounds. 
is is bowling ball. Good yeah. God, uh, the Guerrero brothers. I thought that I, those are those guys gave me a yeah, smile. Eddie and, Eddie and Chavo, R.I.P. Eddie, man, that one that one was tough. That one was a tough go because um, Eddie Guerrero was well, he was funny. Um, he had some incredible matches when he won the WWF Heavyweight Championship. I can think I, against JBL. I, I love that. Out of respect, can I give him the? Uh, yeah, do your thing. Viva la Oh, that's raza. not it. Yes, that's no, that's no, the one. Viva you. la raza. I was thinking of uh, Latino Heat. Do you remember that one? Yeah, that, that was him. But no, I, he played that at first, uh, and then he switched to that, and that's when he became like the face heel. He was supposed to be the bad guy, but like he couldn't hate Eddie Guerrero, so then he won the title off of it. Okay. I feel like, is it kind of messed up to have the one Hispanic wrestler, the one that lies and cheats and steals? Stop cutting up, bro. He made his own personality. Okay, like I'm just saying, like, <laughs> it wasn't like they're like, yo, let me come, let you come wrestle, and we're gonna make you this. Like, he played that character in his entire. Like, he cheated, and like, he would be the guy that would like, like, hit you with the belt while the ref wasn't looking, and then he'd fall over. Oh, and like he'd be like, yo, he hit me. <laughs> my my favorite wrestling move is like when you have the guy distracting the referee, and someone just gets the guy at the chair, and you're just yep. like, oh, I got him, got him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eddie, was, Eddie was that guy. Yeah, R.I.P. Eddie Guerrero. Those, those, that was a good tag team duo. The, the Guerrero brothers uh, got gave a shot to them. Another random one, Gold Dust. <laughs> that was weird, man. Gold Dust was very strange. Just the and <sighs> him and Booker T had a tag team for a little bit. I'm pretty sure too. They did. They won a title. Uh, I saw it on the. Yep. yep. So weird tag teams is another one. Um, his son is actually the push right now for a WWF yes. Dusty Rhodes Jr. Dusty Rhodes, yeah. Oh, Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes. Sorry, Dust, Dusty Jones is, is Gold Dust. Cody Jones is his son. Rhodes, um, Rhodes, not Jones. Rhodes. Wow. It, gold Dust always. I don't know. I was always weirded out by the face paint and the gold. Very strange. Yeah. Uh, this one just was like, I remember you, but you were just kind of like an annoyance, Taz. Well, he yeah, well he got hurt too. Oh, did he? His finisher was fucked up. That little sleep, the Taz mission. Oh, it was like, I it was like Taz mission. It was like a a like hook under your neck and then bring your arm up like a sleeper hole. That's like a legit but, like UFC. Oh move. yeah, that is you get fucked up with that one. Um, but that was his thing was that he was like the UFC wrestler, so like that was his submission for it. Um, but then he got hurt and then they had to put him in the booth because of it. Because he he was he was a good mid card intercontinental didn't, uh, hardcore title guy. Didn't um I remember this now they had him in the booth but they had him in didn't they, didn't WWF have like a a Wednesday show like Wednesday Night Heat was it called? Mm-mm. They no. I swear if someone in the chat if I'm if I'm misremembering they had like a developmental league I feel like they had like a developmental oh, day. Oh, they, they did have that. Yeah, I can't remember what it was called. I feel like it was that, Heat. Did, no, night? Heat was Sunday Night Heat. I'm thinking of something. They had some sort of secondary show, but he was the commentator on that one. NXT, maybe that's the development league that they have now. It was a, it was, it wasn't a league. It was a show. It was like a oh, tough enough. I don't know. Well, I'll we'll circle back. Tough enough on MTV. It, it wasn't to find wrestlers. It was like they had the shitty wrestlers on an off day, uh, wrestle under the WWF umbrella. Gotcha. To kind of give them some love and shine. Um, I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully, I can get the answer on that. Uh, last two, Big Boss Man. Mm-hmm. Fun fact: Weird was one. a correction officer uh, before a wrestler, and he stuck with that that stick. Oh, is he? He actually died. 
Yeah, he well one of his episode one of his matches he got hung. That was weird. Yeah, it was in Jesus. a hell in a cell, and they literally put like a rope around his neck and they lifted the cell. What? <laughs> like, yeah, man, that was weird. Um, so it's strange that he passed away, unfortunately. Uh, then finally, he didn't hang himself. Rakishi. Mm, yep, another strange one. The Part of the Simone face. family, though. The stinky face was fucked up. <laughs> Just your ass, his ass in your face. All right, let's 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 get into five. I'm, I'm bummed a couple of people left, but we still have some people in the chat. You want to get to the versus five? Because yeah, I think this might be our best versus five of all time. It's definitely a good category. Prepare yourselves for the greatest and most unique segment in podcast history. Let's rank some stuff with D. It's time. For Frizz's five. Whew. You want to let him know? You want me to let him know? I'll let him know. Listen, we've had fun with old school WWF today so far. We want to keep the fun going. Obviously, throughout the show, we talked about certain wrestlers. I think we talked about Kurt Angle, uh, the Guerreros, and we played a Jericho. little music. Jericho. Like We played a little music and just it brings back some memories. It's fun. This is D Frizz. Now I'm I'm unsure. Is it your top five entrance musics or just like overall the entrance as a totality? It's a combination of both. Okay. That's what went into uh into I guess the factor for like what I would put for this five. Okay. Do you so instead of you naming them off, we'll just mm-hmm. call the number, I'll play the music and we'll talk about it. So number like five. It. You're not this is now not my number. This is not my five. This is your five. This is my number five. If you got a problem deal with it it's not your top five it's my top five as an aside i actually think this is a really really good five list you did a great job appreciate you dead man walking Yeah, man. The Undertaker, the rolling theme, dope. Was fucking dope. Um, The whole American badass push that he had, because, like, the dead man was cool, but, like, his his push with the American badass of, like, coming out to Limp Biscuit, the whole motorcycle thing. Dope. The arm-up salute, like, that whole shit. And then he changed his finisher from the tombstone to the last ride. Bro. Was fucking dope. That power bomb was serious back then. Talk about like a move that can actually hurt someone. He's, I mean, we just talked. He's what? Undertaker, six foot ten, and he's literally lifting you up by your pants, a good <laughs> foot and a half, two feet up in the air, and dropping your ass right in your back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good, good though. Good wrestler though, because he always did it in the center of the ring. He always made sure to get you with the most support. Soft, yeah, because that's where the uh, where the the, the uh, what's it called, the ring would buckle. Didn't I? Was it Stone Cold he hurt with the tombstone? Like someone actually got hurt by the tombstone pile driver and fucked up their neck. Uh, Stone Cold got hurt by the tombstone and the pile driver, which they stopped doing. Uh, Owen Hart pile drove. That's the one where like they flip you over like it's a tombstone, and instead yes. of dropping to your knees, you drop on your butt. Yes. So the regular pile Dangerous driver, man. Owen, yeah, Owen Hart did that, and he fucking broke his neck. <laughs> it's like, oh damn, he almost. Got rid of the wor- the best wrestle of all time with that move. <laughs> yeah, so a good good move to get rid of that that uh, and move to this last try. Still a dope ass move. And the Undertaker's turn to the uh, 
the motorcycle ride and badass. I dig it. All right. Loved it. Number four, another go. This is a classic one. Everyone likes this one. The the funny thing about your number four, which is the Triple H, mm-hmm. I totally forgot about the the water spitting thing you used to do. And so when I heard the song play and I was recording the song for the podcast, I'm like, oh man, I remember as a kid just like <sighs> spitting water everywhere. It's too long in this, but like he'd always stare at the crowd, drink the water, and lean back on the belt on the uh, on the ropes fucking dope great entrance especially because the lights were flashing a certain way too it was, it was really dope Tri- triple h all time is he top five yes top five do you know he does creative for uh, he's the he has creative control for wwf right now yeah he took it from vince because yeah. vince got slapped with that domestic abuse thing not domestic he's paying, like sexual assault yeah thing. but uh good for triple h man like he's been part of wrestling for upwards of 30 some odd years now mm-hmm. married the right. wife's the uh the the boss's daughter and <laughs> reap the benefits from <laughs> stephanie <laughs> Scutie. all right um i i think your number three might be the best song on it's like standalone song although to be fair undertaker theme legit when i do late day at the gym that rolling song oh give mm-hmm. me that on a good on a good squat day man all right um. Yeah, Triple H, good dude. Love Triple yeah. H. Big fan. Talk about some charity work. This might be the greatest wrestler of all time at number of three, as far as doing good for the community. Uh, your number three entrance music entrance in totality. Dog. When those horns go off, the horns. I still get goosebumps with that. Like right now, my arms have goosebumps. Just like I know that he was the PG guy that like us us older folk like didn't want, but like what he did for wrestling was hold it the fuck down when people were transitioning from the rated R attitude era to the more family oriented. He did any and everything that he could. He switched up his whole personality. Like, when he came in, he was all about thug life. Like, he was a rap guy. And then they were like, yo, we need somebody to carry the torch because we are going to to fail miserably. And he was like, I'll do it. And he did. He's awesome. Product of Springfield College. His shit was all up there when I went there for that semester. Um, His stuff was all over the place because he was just, he was that guy. Like you said, for donating or, or charity, he always gave back to that college. He always reps West Newberry, Massachusetts. Like, yep. dude's a, dude's a, he's dope, man. Like, good for him for doing what he did to be one of, if not the best wrestler of all time. There's uh, there's an older gentleman that I talked to in the gym. I work, work out with him. And he used to be a professional bodybuilder. And he, uh, he used to work out at a gym called Hard Knocks in Amesbury. Mm-hmm. It's where John Cena used to work out uh, when he was leading up to his wrestling days. And he said that was the strongest MFR he's ever seen in his life. Hardest yeah. working MFR, too. Like, mm-hmm. love the he dude. He deserves Everything that he gets from the WWE slash WWF, he deserves it, man. He did a really good job with it. Yeah, and I think he's done something like 
a hundred plus Mako ish at this point, probably in the two hundreds. Uh, so just a genuinely good dude. And I think this is a good, good second to just segue really quick. We we're talking before the show, best wrestler turned actor. Mm. You said, I, I know it's so John Cena comes to mind. Very biased with this one though. The rock. I think the rock has the most prestigious career, but mm-hmm. Dave Batista, low key, great actor. Batista was pretty decent. And, there was someone else that I remember that put out a movie, and I was like, it's not bad. It's not great, but it's not bad. Yeah, Dr. Thugonomics. I'd have to research it, but there was another person that I, that I had to mind. I can't remember who it was, though. Well, Batista's young, so I'm just saying, like, give him some time. He might overtake The Rock, because The Rock's kind of, like, low-key fizzled out. You know where You know where I think his turning point was? Do you remember, was it the Super Bowl last year, had that corny thing that The Rock did before the game, the little speech before the kickoff? Yeah. I think I, he lost me there. Eh. Well, he he did it a couple of years ago with the 49ers and Chiefs Super Bowl. That one was dope. That one was a really good entrance. And then they played it twice, and that's when it's not. It doesn't have as much flair, obviously. All right. Um, all right. Last two on your list. This is my number one. I'm kind of pissed it's not your number one, but whatever. Something about that glass break, man. Uh, when it's, there are certain it's not even themes. Just the glass break. Oh my bad, I mean cut you off. No, I, I'm with you. The glass. There are certain themes. There are certain wrestlers that will break into a match, like as it's going on. And when you just hear, you know, there's a, a wrestling match going on, and all of a sudden you just hear. I said. Oh. I said, give me a hell yeah. <laughs> I had the wrong wrong one. When you hear this. You know, like oh shit, it's, it's about, about to, to go serious. down. It's yeah. about to go down. And that was the part too, is it was, it's not even just the music itself. It's the pop that came with it. The crowd would always go fucking nuts. And then he, him and the, I don't want to give up, obviously. I mean, you could probably tell who number one is if he's number two, but like him and the next guy, the shit talking down the ramp is what made it. Cause it was like, he's, he's literally whoever was in the ring or even if there's nobody in the ring, he's just shit talking on his way down there, like yelling at something, yelling at someone. So it was, it was a great entrance. I, I also feel like he had like a little swaggy walk, like, like it's watch. Yeah. He's like, he'd like throw his, like his, his arms on the, he'd like, just like so full of piss and vinegar. And then D D low Brown tried to do it and he looked corny. All right, you're number one. Uh, let me find the drum roll. There's so many things on my board right now. You know what? Do I have a drum roll? You need your you drum roll, of course. You might have been rid of it. Never get rid of the drum roll. If you smell what the rock is cooking. The rock says... God, it's, I don't even have the elbow pad anymore, but like, it, that yell, that, it, it was, it was the title hold, like, cause he was so non-traditional, like everybody had the belt around their waist whenever they won the championship, and he just had it either over his shoulder or he dragged it, and I was like, he's a fucking badass, like, I did, Dwayne, the Rock Johnson, probably not probably to me, my favorite wrestler of all time, and the best entrance because just the again, I know they say the word electric, 
But like that's how that was whenever he was entering into the stadium. I I respect The Rock as one of the greatest performers of all time, greatest wrestlers. Two Americas, Stone Cold, the best wrestler in my opinion. We, we're just Rock and Stone Cold guys. But honestly, that rivalry, dude, that's the golden age right there. None better. I, we we all know if we have enough time to play it, but the promo uh, cut for WrestleMania 17, where they played, I think it's, uh, I think I'm pretty sure it's. It's Limp Biscuit. I just can't remember. Um, oh, My Way or the Highway. That's what it was. That song. It's absolutely incredible. Like, we might actually, why not play it on the way out, right? Like, uh, when, we're, when we're wrapping up, uh, the cut promo for that is fucking phenomenal. Like, it is it is rivalry pursuit. Like, it's the Yankees-Red Sox, right? It's Lakers-Celtics, but it's wrestling form. And they they took it to another level with carrying the the WWE slash WWF, and it just made people wrestling fans for life. Even though I don't watch it, like I still have times that I'll watch. I'll pull up on a Monday, like I'll watch ten minutes of it. It's because of what happened in the early two thousands and late nineties with those two. And then I just want to throw a cute few out there as like honorable mentions that I, I think your list is appropriate. I just want a few that I, I enjoyed and I thought they were iconic to wrestling. This one for sure. Just when that fire hits, the, the, that's right. When he does all that, that one, that's it is great. That's definitely a great entrance for it. Did has anyone um, had a better career as being a not like no charisma? Like he had nothing, no talking, nothing, and he was probably one of the top. I don't know, thirty wrestlers of all time. He's definitely there. He also was one of the not the most. In the top tier era, but never pushed error. I think he was WWF champion once. So like he was always like, fuck, it's Kane. Right? Don't like that guy. Like, yeah, Don't you didn't want to deal with him in, in the Royal Rumble. You didn't want like a triple threat or like a fatal four way for the championship because you're like, dog, I gotta deal with this dude. <laughs> Can but, I ask like, you something? <laughs> what's up? <laughs> Bro, growing up, how many times you choke slam a motherfucker in the backyard? So oddly enough. I didn't choke slam as much as I F5 people. I used to F5 people just for the fucking fun of it. <laughs> like, just like out of nowhere too. Just like, yo, can you come here for a second? And then like lift somebody up and just fucking throw them. Like <laughs> I F5'd way too many people in my lifetime for not being a wrestler. Oh. Like just disrespectful. Oh man, we got. We'll talk finishers right after this. We got to get that. Yeah, that's we cool. to, that's cool. Last couple. I, this is just a dope song. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. Here comes the money. Money, money, money. Jano <laughs> baby. Yeah. For for a non wrestler, kind of pre- pretty dope. Yeah, uh, was cool. These are just. This is just because they're my boys. Yeah. We coming now. Delhi Boys had a pretty dope, uh, dope entrance music. They had stuff. the fireworks from the uh, from like it the came top down of the roof. Yeah, it was almost like a grenade. It was actually dope. Delhi Boys dope. And then you didn't like this guy. I think this is one of the dopest uh, entrances of all, like totality entrance wise. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm playing this off YouTube, so hopefully this works. Oh, it didn't it work. That's commercial. sad. Nah, it's just not playing. It was Goldberg. Oh, you know what? Uh, it's because I'm on mute. 
You hate him. I never liked him. I just liked when he just stood there, right? And then like, the, the sparks and sparkles go. And it just goes. It was kind of dope. So if you... That is what, like, low-key Batista's entrance used to be fucking badass. I don't remember his song. His entrance, Randy Orton's entrance, and Edge's entrance are all, like, all fireworks involved. And they there's a really good... Um, Batista's was dope because he would do, like, the, the like... Almost like he was uh, shooting a machine gun. Yeah. That's a dope. That's a dope, dope song, though. Yeah. yeah, this is something I listened to at the gym. I always liked Batista because I think he came around kind of after the juggernaut wrestlers kind of fizzled out, and he was what like the one juggernaut wrestler. Massive, he was massive, but also his persona was like you would have to kill him to win. Like he wasn't. <laughs> He wasn't good offensively. He was like Rocky. Like, you know how if you watch Rocky movies, mm-hmm. he just gets the shit beat out of him, but he kind of just keeps fighting. Batista, you'd have to, like, kill that man to win. Yeah. Yeah, he, he was a big dude. Definitely a big dude. And he had a power a power bomb as his finisher. <laughs> Fucking Batista bomb. Do you want to talk your favorite uh, finisher since you were talking about power bomb? Yeah. I mean, f- my favorite finisher of all time, and we can kind of go down a, a wormhole with, like, other, other finishers. To me, it's easily the F5. Like... Brock Lesnar's F5 was just, he spun motherfuckers on his head. Like, and like he did this to a lot of people, not just like small guys. Big men. Like, yeah, like he would get the Undertaker, he'd get Kane, he'd get the Big Show, all those dudes up on his shoulder and fucking F5 them. Like, absolutely ridiculous, pure, you know, muscle, just absolutely like physical beast, right? Of just, let me lift you up here. And I'm just throwing your ass. So like that, what probably my favorite finisher of all time. We talked about Bautista being like this juggernaut type of wrestler in that era, and I feel like Dave Bautista was the defensive one. Like he could take a take a beating, but he was never kind of like I'm gonna just take down wrestler after wrestler offensively winning matches. Um, what's his face? Good God, it's I'm too white claws deep, my my guy. <laughs> Brock Lesnar. Uh, Brock Lesnar was like the offensive version of Dave Bautista where he would just mm-hmm. take dudes out. And he has a really interesting career arc. He went from being a college champion, right? He won the NCAA title in wrestling to the WWF or WWE at the time, excuse me. And then was a UFC champion in the heavyweight division mm-hmm. and then back to WWE. It's, it, it's just a weird career arc. He also won the, the UFC title after like two matches. That was kind of weird that they. Dayton, Dayton I watched that, that fight. I that was my first U. I don't watch UFC. I'm not like a UFC guy, but that was like one of the first and only UFC fights I watched. I'm like, oh my god, I wa- I gotta watch Brock Lesnar, and it was the worst fight ever. He just laid on top of the guy and gave him punches to the side of the head. Hammer fist. Dave Murr is who he fought. Yep. Well, he, his first fight was with you know somebody that he just beat out, and then the second <laughs> one was against that guy, and then he just he hammer fist him, just, just like punched him this way, and I was just like. Exactly. And they're like, stop the fight, stop the fight. And I was like, what, what happened? Like, why did you thought you just wanted him to win a championship? Because he had not really a stopping. He had no offense, but he was just so physically imposing. And also mm-hmm. he's a phenomenal fast wrestler. Shit. Fast and a phenomenal wrestler. As far as taking him down, it was never gonna happen. So he just just he just got on top of a guy and just like, I'm just gonna punch you inside the, the head for five minutes. Yep. And um, like, all right, that's enough. 
that's a good finisher. I'm trying to think of ones that we missed. Obviously, all right, I want to talk about like two, the two guys that we love, right? Probably have the two best as far as finishers go. Um, showmanship fit, finisher. And I'm thinking of the people's elbow for showmanship, right? One of the best finishers of all time. The ripping off the armband, the waving of the arms, the turnbuckles. When you see that armband go off, it was just people would lose their fucking mind. Oh, yeah. The camera would zoom out. Yes. And you see everybody in the crowd. He tossed that shit and like, he's like, oh, my God, let me grab it. And then off one rope, off another, when he did the slide against Ken Shamrock because he had his suit on and he, he did the glasses instead of the elbow, instead of the elbow pad, he took off the glasses, threw them. King was like, it's the people's glasses. And like he <laughs> went off one rope, jumped over, went off the other. And then he did the slide with his fucking dress shoes. I was like, that was smooth as hey. fuck. And then he dropped the elbow. <laughs> Honestly, though, real quick segue. Shout out to those commentators. Was it Jr. and uh, Jim uh, Ross and Jerry the King Lawler? Jerry the King Lawler. They made wrestling as big as it was because the way they commentated it, it was just pure fun, excitement, exuberance. They they made it feel like it was a show. You know what I mean? They set the tone because if if it were, which I think that's what separated WCW and ECW is the commentating. Wrestling is still going to be the same. I mean, they used to set tables on fire with barbed wire in ECW, right? Like some crazy shit. But like the reason they couldn't get over is, I mean, one of the reasons they couldn't get over is just the way that it was like explained. Like everybody knows exactly. Oh my God. Or he just killed him. Like anything that Jerry, like business is picking up. Or like, you know, uh, Jerry the King Lawler saying things like puppies, like little things like that, that just like stick with you for the rest of your life. And it's just like, that's that's what made that era is those two fed off of each other so great. Then they entered Michael Cole, who was like the third guy, could kind of do his thing. And then once the commentators started splitting up, that's when, again, like mid-2000s, late yeah. 2010 area off. is when everything was tough. Um, and then I was going to say, as far as the second finisher that's super uh showboaty that just got me going at times the stone cold stunner like when you see the nut kick it's just it was time baby but that one wasn't really a showmanship he gra- yo he got people no, you know that. what it was it, it was because i say showmanship because the people as, sold it as the character evolved they made the stone cold stunner progressively more ridiculous where guys were just like flipping back like yep. at first it was just like yeah a stunner then by the time you know stone cold goes yeah yeah he Rock just did like flips whenever he would <laughs> yes, get it it's just absurd <laughs> i loved it it was hilarious so one of the best uh stunners i thought it was perfectly played too again I, i'm a big rock guy i know a lot of people are stone colds so i was always team rock and there's one that he, <laughs> he just came <laughs> He just came back from his movie career, right? Or movie like acting. I can't remember what movie it was, but he came back and everybody knew that he was like the entertainer. And he gave The Rock the stunner, and The Rock got up and he gave him the hold on a second. Let me make sure that your picture's good. Are you good? And then he gave him another fucking stunner. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that shit was fucking gold. So like they they did perfect the way that they, you know, played off of each other. Similar to the rock. Um, I thought another really fun showboaty finisher was my my intro opening music, Booker T's um, scissor kick. Correct me if I'm wrong. Did he like he kick them in the nuts and then bounce off the rope and then come back and give them the scissor kick? Right. Yeah, yeah. He would always do some type of slam um, to set them up. Then he would do the um, the spinaroonie 
to like <laughs> to, the, the, which was like the weird like five yeah time. the five time thing and then he do the spin rooney on his head to like dance move and get up and then he kick him in the you know stomach bounce off the rope give him the nice little i think kick. i think booker t made a huge mistake in his career he adopted the five time thing and at that point the writers couldn't give him another championship. It's like, well, that's your <laughs> thing, bro. You can like, you can't go like this. This isn't as cool with the extra six times, six times, nah, six times. Yeah, you're right. Maybe he wrote his own. Yeah, he wrote his own death on that one. Um, I think there's. I'm trying to think of like charismatic finishers. Obviously, there's the setup finishers. You always knew when somebody was going to do something. Like when when John Cena would do the five knuckle shuffle, you know, that the FU or the attitude adjustment, you know, after it became politically correct, um, came like, you knew if triple H hit you with the spine buster, you were about to get hit with the trip with the, with the pedigree, yep. uh, like current angles, German suplex, the setting you up for the angle slams. So, like it's always like the secondary finisher. That was like the cool one. Cause you're like, Oh, that means that the finisher is coming. And like the finisher might not even be all that hype, but like you knew it was coming because of it. You know what one of my favorite of all times is? It's kind of lame, but hear me out why I thought it was interesting is the Kane choke slam. And the reason why I thought it was cool is because it was a very slow choke slam. He would grab you by the neck and you would kind of like be struggling and, and freaking out. But the cool thing was 90% of the time he choke slammed you, but there was always a possibility when he was holding you by the neck that someone would come out from like underneath the ring or you'd kick Kane in the nuts. There's always like a possibility that it would get reversed. Now, I thought that mm-hmm. was kind of a neat element because there was always a second where you're like, oh, is it going to happen? No, it didn't happen. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, um, I, I mean, w- there's not enough time in the day to talk wrestling all fucking day, man. Like we could go literally for hours. Know. When, 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 re- when wrestlers used other people's finishers, that was when shit got real. Like they, and then they put it in video games where, like, um, I think it was the first one that I remember seeing. Not really, he used this finisher, but he stopped it from happening. Remember when Shawn Michaels and Stone Cold, you know, were at WrestleMania and Mike Tyson was the referee? He caught the, it, yeah, he caught his super kick, and I was like, Whoa, he, <laughs> he stopped it, and he spun around and gave him the stunner. After I was like, oh my god, what, what just happened? <laughs> like, I my mind couldn't process that somebody's finisher got blocked. And then when, like, I think it might have been, I mean, no, people definitely used it before, but, like, The Rock got the bookend from yes, I mean, the, got the, from from Booker T, yes. and it's essentially the same move, and you're like, well, wait a minute, he gave him his move. <laughs> is he going to kick out of it? Like, what's going to happen? And then, like, when Stone Cold would get the stunner from The Rock, and you're like, oh, is it as strong? Like, how is he kicking out of his own move? Well, like, again, you could go down a whole fucking wormhole with that. Uh, do you have any more finishers that, that come to mind that you want to talk about today? <sighs> I'm I know. pretty sure I'm, I'm definitely missing out on some, like some really cool old school ones. Uh, we talked about the walls at Jericho. Uh, I think we covered all the submission. Stand. Yeah, ones. I think we, we, I think we did. Tell you the truth, I'm missing some lot. good high flying ones. There's definitely a, a very good high flying one I'm missing. Bombs, frog splash from like um, Eddie Guerrero has a frog splash, but so does Rob Van Dam. They like they both have different instances of it. Chris Benoit had the headbutt. Um, I think Shawn Michaels had like the flying elbow for a time. Yep. It was weird. Yeah. Uh, man, this was a fun episode. Yeah. It's weird to get out of here the way we do. GBA season's about to kick back off. I just got some practice tonight though. So okay. normally this won't happen. Uh, normally we won't be, we won't be running ready? tight on time. For yeah. We didn't, we didn't get to talk our favorite titles either or favorite matches. I forgot. Oh, I didn't get to talk about stone cold and grocery store. I got the video here too. And we didn't uh, even play it. That We're gonna have to table heart. this for another day. Uh, ladder it. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs>
Hey, thank you for listening to the podcast. Uh, remember, if you're watching live, check out the podcast on uh, Save That D's. Uh, check out the podcast on Spotify and Apple. He's giving you guys the suck it right now if you're uh, listening. And if you're just listening on the podcast, uh, we're live YouTube, Twitch at dfrizzy underscore frizz5. Uh, or check out, you know, we got a website, frizzandthegrizz.com with all the stuff's there. D, there's only one way to get out of here today. Take it easy, y'all. You can tell me what to do You know who you're talking to